Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Mom Biz Solution Show with mom entrepreneur extraordinaire Lara Galloway. For over 10 years, Lara has been coaching moms as they walk through and try to figure out life as they run a business, run their families, and try and keep their sanity. So tune in and don't forget to visit mombizcoach.com for past podcast episodes blog posts, and details on how you can work with Lara to build a home, business, and life you love. Hello and welcome to the Show. Here I am, your host, Lara Galloway, the Mom Biz Coach. I am very excited to talk to you about something that I think is going to make such a difference for your business if you don't already have it. A lot of times when clients come to me and hire me, they say, you know, I'm, I'm at a point where I've got to make it or break it. I'm at a point where, you know, my sales have been flat for a while, my income has been flat, and I've just got to, or maybe I've been losing money, or maybe I just need to really ramp it up for one reason or another. Whatever it is, I love it when somebody, when I, you know, interview a new client and I say, okay, well, tell me what's working for you right now. Like, tell me what you're doing. And what stage of the business you're in, who's your ideal client. We study all that kind of stuff. We study the pricing of their products. We study the competition in the industry. And, you know, just to get a good snapshot, we, we take a look at all those, I call them the vital signs, right? So we do all that kind of stuff and a few more things. And then I say, well, tell me a little bit about what you do to keep your current customers happy. And sometimes <laughs> there's this just nice, big, long, fat silence at the end of that question, there's just, there's, because there's nothing to say. They don't do anything. They are, in fact, doing what so many of us small business owners do, and that is so focused on chasing the next new client that we forget to take care of our current clients. And let me tell you this. It's, it's you know, everything I ever talk about, one of the things I want to always stress for you is that when I bring up something that you're not doing or something that you could be doing better or something that you're not doing well and need to stop doing, it's never to pass judgment or make you feel bad or make you, you know, give you another reason to stay up at night. That's not it. What excites me when a client tells me they have no customer loyalty plan is the fact that that means there's a great opportunity for growth. You want to increase income? Hey, I got a plan for you. You want to stop having to work so hard to get more clients? Hey, I got a plan for you. You want to find a way to work less and make more money? Woohoo! I got a plan for you. Okay, so again, no flogging here, people. But if you are very quietly cringing when I say that, you know, when I asked that question to my client, she had no response for any sort of client loyalty plan, and you're going, yeah, oh crap, me too. Don't feel bad. This means we have found something that could be a real game changer for you. In fact, it could be a whole mindset shift, a whole shift in your business plan if this isn't something you're currently doing. And, you know, this time of year, so if you're listening to this podcast, you know, on replay sometime in the near future, when we're broadcasting this, it's November. November is at the end of the year when we start closing down some of the things we've been doing and we start preparing for uh, January for a new year. Now, I know you may have a fiscal year that doesn't run according to the calendar, and that's fine. And, you know, this could be your busiest seasons ever, and I get that. 
But at some point in your business, you have likely got a downtime where you start wrapping up what you did, reflecting over the last year and thinking, okay, what could I do differently? This is often one of the best things to put on your list for your new year, be it January or whenever you kick things back into gear after a bit of a reprieve, as most of the small business owners go through. <clears throat> so let's talk about what that looks like. I have some great tips to share with you, about seven of them, that when I was researching and getting ready to put this podcast together, I found some of my friends over at B Plans. And if you haven't checked them out, go to B Plans, like, you know, the letter B, plans.com. Great, great, great resource for uh, small business owners. They've interviewed me in the past. I've done some work with them. They're super awesome. Very, very generous, very great and knowledgeable. Great research. So. I found that they had put together a really um, awesome set of tips for this, and so I'm kind of just going to read along with them. So hat tip to them for today's help because it's pretty much what I would have said, but it's laid out in a simple, easy way to follow. So here we go. The first thing you can do to increase customer loyalty, and what we mean by that, let's just be clear, we want your customers to keep coming back and buying from you again and again and again. If you are only ever making a one-time sale to a client or if you're only selling a service to a client one time, you're just missing out on so many more sales because it's hilarious. In, in the research that's out there, it says repeat customers spend up to 67% more than new customers. I mean, think about it. When you're a new customer, when you're trying out a new business or product or company or service or whatever, you may just want to dip your toe in the water. You know, if you're looking at buying some new, like I'm always buying new running clothes, right? Well, maybe there's a new company I've heard of and I might be like, oh, okay, let me try them out. Well, I might buy socks or I might buy a tank, something a little bit lower price. And then I'll go back to the business that I've been buying from for a while that I know I, I trust and I know their fit works and I, they hold up well. And I might spend, you know, 100 bucks on a pair of running tights. I don't want to spend 100 bucks on a pair of running tights if I don't know the quality of the brand and the customer service, right? So I'll repeat buy at a much higher price point than I will spend as a first-time customer, and I bet you do too. <clears throat> also, it is about 10 times more expensive to try to attract a new customer than it is to keep the ones that are already doing business with you. Okay, so if, if, if I can say money talks, it is so much cheaper to sell to your existing customers than to find new customers. And it doesn't mean you turn your back on finding new customers. You always have to be filling the front end of your pipeline, okay? But today we're going to be talking about that back end of your pipeline, getting people who have already bought from you to buy again. They are your most likely clients. Your existing clients are your most likely future clients. So you've got to figure out ways to serve them better and keep them happy. One of the best ways you can do that, tip number one, Set up a really easy way for them to communicate with you. Now, this may sound silly, but if you've ever, which of course you have, rhetorical statement, called into a company and had to go through the countless press one for this and two for that and get hung up and wait and be put on hold by some call center person that doesn't have any experience and background with you, you know how frustrating and alienating that is. It does nothing to help further your brand, right? It's not an easy way to communicate. It's horrible, okay? That is the bad black standard. <laughs> Don't do it, okay? So find a way that makes it easy. 
you know, if you're always trying to cover up the fact that you're a solopreneur by, you know, covering up your email and covering up your, you know, your social profiles and your website, like you're never revealing the name of the person behind the brand. There are strategies where that's reasonable. There's a, there's a business case for that in some ways. And then there's not. Okay. So sometimes if you're a really tiny company, it's okay to be a really tiny company in this day and age. Make sure people know how to reach you. Give them an email that works an email that you check on a regular basis. If it's not your absolute personal one for your, you know, your straight business one, that's fine. But make sure you check it frequently and that you have a policy of getting back to them within, I would say, no more than 48 business hours. Okay? You do not have to always be tethered and answer everything immediately. But 48 hours is great. Make sure that you have a phone number that they can reach out if they have a question. I mean, I know this sounds really basic, guys, but seriously, I go on some websites you couldn't find a phone number to save your life to try to contact someone. The only way that you let yourself be contacted is by a contact form on your website. Not great. Really not great. That feels like I'm talking to a robot. I want to talk to a person when I need to ask a question and get it solved. So an email that is monitored all the time and gets a response within 48 hours from a real human and a phone number. Those are great. Social media is also great regular email contact with an option and an encouragement for them to reply to that email. And again, it being something you check and do respond to is important. Okay. Number two, you can provide some extra perks to your most loyal customers. We love it when we go into, you know, wherever we go and they say, Oh, repeat customers. We have a, like when I go shopping at Athleta, for instance, they'll say, Oh, we're going to have a, a special yoga session for some of our best customers. Come on in, we're gonna have a little mimosas and we're gonna have a yoga session, it'll be great, right? That makes me feel so special, I love it, I love them, I go in, I hang out, it's a really nice perk. I know my clients at The Daily Method, um, when they have their core members, who are the people that pay for a regular monthly subscription membership with them, to come take classes, they, um, they offer private workshops just for them. So. You know, in February, they may offer a couple's workshop that is only open to the core members. It's the, you know, membership that gets you that. So doing little things like that just is, is such a nice perk. Having a special, like, holiday sip and shop where they bring in some fun vendors and have some wine and cheese and, you know, whatever. Just little fun things to make their members know that they're appreciated. It doesn't take a lot to do it. You know, if, if it Wherever you go, you can go have a, a special meet and greet, um, get them seated sooner. Maybe you, if you're selling things online, maybe you open the registration and make the sale available to your existing clients first before you make things known to the public. That's a really common one a lot of my online folks do, my sleep coaches and my speakers and, and consultants that I work with. Okay, So try to give your existing customers a reward for being your existing customers and let the other newcomers see that sort of thing so they know they have something to strive for. The third one, consider different payment plans. If you've got somebody that come back, comes back to you all the time and is a good customer in good standing, maybe you offer them the opportunity to make big purchases over time that you don't offer to Joe Schmo who just bought from you for the first time, okay? Maybe it's something you send in a special email. You let them know this is an opportunity that people could take advantage of. Again, it's a perk, okay? It can really help you if there's like a slow time in your season. Um, for a lot of people, we have those slow down times, right? 
maybe you can offer an opportunity. You know, I have a client who's a photographer. She does wedding and family and baby photographs, right, and engagement photos and stuff like that. It's a seasonal business. She has a boom time and a bust time. And she has learned that if she takes, like, a couple's engagement photos, that she can go ahead and put them on a payment plan for their wedding photos. Say the wedding's a year off or six months off. She'll let them pay over time rather than having to pay, you know, half down now and then half at the day of the wedding or whatever. She lets them pay in monthly installments, and that helps keep her income up on a monthly basis, and it helps her customers out because they get to pay over time. So offer some alternatives to payment if you've got some existing customers in good standing. They appreciate that. Even if it's not something they take you up on, they appreciate the offer. This next one, number four, is really obvious, but it's important Provide great customer service, okay? Like I said, the, if, if you go in and you try to reach out and ask a question or resolve a problem that you have with a product or service and you can't even get through to the company or you get dropped or you know, sent around or put off by crappy response on a phone, it's going to resonate. If someone doesn't feel like they got treated well when they purchased something, we remember that. We also remember if we got treated really well. You know, if, if every time I walk into your store, somebody greets me and says, hey, welcome, so good to see you, that may seem a little over the top, but wow, I tell you what, every time I go in that store, I remember those people are cheery. <laughs> they are nice, right? So be good. Offer some extra kindness. It goes a long way, and it will be remembered. Next, um, one of the ones I like, too, is like just to offer some extra perks like, you know, the coffee shops use. If you come in all the time and you get a punch card and you get the you know 10th coffee free. We appreciate little things like that. So look for a way to give your frequent buyers an incentive to say, yeah, I want to come back in again soon, okay? Those little loyalty cards, they can really help and make a big difference because people hang on to them. They may invest in them up front and think, oh my gosh, you know, I, as a perk of my membership, every time I do, you know, the 10th coffee, I get, you know, one free. I love that at Starbucks. I love it when I get my reward. <laughs> All right. So those are a few tips for you. I hope that will help you kick off getting a customer service program, customer loyalty service and program in place for you. If not right now, start it in the new year, whenever that is for you. All righty, guys. Until next time, I'm your host, Laura Galloway, the mom biz coach, and I will talk to you in about a week or so. Take care. <laughs>